Welcome. This podcast is for women who believe that laughter is the best medicine and honesty is the best policy. This is the Mel and Kel Show. Join us each week as we share real conversations in real life as only girlfriends can do. Hi, I'm Melissa Webb. And I'm Kelly Hatcher. And together we are the Mel and Kel Show. We've been friends for a very long time. And I mean very long time. Long enough to know that life's ups and downs, well, they are best when shared with others. So join us each week as we talk about all things good and bad related to friendship, family, and everything in between. We are so excited to spend time with you. Hello, beautifuls, and welcome to the Mel and Kel Show. You are joining us this week on episode 152. We are so happy that you are here uh, to talk about maybe a term, a concept you've never heard before called psycho-cybernetics. We're going to get into that in just a minute, but before we even start, I know everybody wants to know, how is Kel doing Is she over COVID? Is she still in COVID? Sweet friend, give us an update. How are you doing? Um, I am alive. I am still testing positive. This is, um, well, let's see. It's while we're recording, it's day 17 and I'm still testing positive, which is so weird to me because they allowed me to come back to school so I can be around people and kids, but like I was supposed to go get my monthly scope to check for tumors. And they didn't want me to come because I was testing positive. It's like, okay, wait, how is it I can come to a school with 500 students, but I can't go to a doctor's office. So it's, it's a little frustrating. Um, I'm definitely getting my energy back. I still feel like I have a, like a sinus infection with the earache and the headache and that type of stuff, but I'm way, way better than I was last week. So it's, it's just a slow process. I hear. Yeah. You still sound a little congested to me as well. Yeah. I got a little snuffle up, I guess going, but I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Uh, you know, this was the first week of school. Uh, kids are coming uh, today. And so it'll be, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> I love it. Well, your attitude certainly is a big reason why I feel that you are as successful as you are in fighting all that you have been fighting over the last year. It's hard to believe, Kel, like it was about a year ago now, wasn't it, that you, we had gone out and you had been like, yeah, I kind of feel like I got this chip stuck in my, yeah, it was August. in August. Yeah, yeah, it was. Year. It was uh, probably last week okay. was a year because it was the week before school started because I had to get a physical. I went and got my teeth cleaned right. and- Yeah. And by October, that's when everything went cuckoo crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy craziness. Crazy. As I'm sitting here at school doing a podcast with you right now. So this is, (laughs) um, it's like deja vu. Here we are again. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And that is uh, a true sign that it's the beginning of a new school year. So as I think most of our listeners know, Kelly and I both are um, in the teaching field professionally. Uh, I run an online business. uh, So of course I work with schools and start dates in the fall and uh, Kelly, the same thing. She's actually on a campus working, 
but this is a really busy time of year for us because of our profession. And so for the last several days, um, I'm like, hey, I can't make it work today. How about tomorrow? And she's like, no, I can't make it work tomorrow. How about the next day? No, I can't make it work. I know. It's been crazy. We, we yes. haven't even talked about our personal lives in days. Maybe we no, should just exactly. get off the podcast and catch up. <laughs> we could do that. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm not sure our listeners would be so super yeah, happy. Right. <laughs> uh, they're like, no, just talk about that right here. Just right. Share, share your dirty laundry. <laughs> share it. <laughs> <laughs> Which we do. Um, but I did think uh, today would be a great talk as especially we kind of move into this new season. We're going to be wrapping up summer here in a few weeks. It'll be fall uh, coming in. I'm ready. Bring it. <laughs> um, although I hope people are not drinking pumpkin spice lattes yet. I had to. Uh, oh my get- gosh. I am. I what? bought. Yes. Um, I bought a 50 pack of like the Keurig things and they're yes. all pumpkin spice. Holy chowder. I, the brand, I think it was called mod. I've never heard of it. And then I have my salted caramel flavoring. Holy chowder, bring on the fall. I'm ready for you, fall. So this is just one more way that Kelly and I, although the dearest, best of friends, we have so many differences. I actually, my mom came in yesterday and she had a pumpkin spice latte. And I'm like, what? It's August. It is not fall yet. You cannot... No, you cannot have that yet. Get that out of the house. Oh my gosh. Well, and you know, your mom and I are more alike than you and your mom and you're yes. more like my mom. So it, it, it works out good. I love Mimi. Good job, Mimi. <laughs> good job having your pumpkin spice. We'll have to put that on a post. Do you eat, do you drink your pumpkin spice lattes before it's actually fall? I don't yes. know. I, but see, I'm the person too. Like I walk into Lowe's and Christmas stuff is already up and I'm like, ah, it's too soon. It's too soon. So I'm just kind of funny about it. Wow, Debbie Downer, maybe we should talk about that today. <laughs> I would put up my Christmas tree tomorrow if that was the case. <laughs> like, I bring it. That, like, Lowe's is where I think, oh, if they can do it, then I can do it. It's time. <laughs> it's great. As she did give me a tour around her room on campus, she already has her little lights, but those are kind of like twinkle lights. Twinkle lights can be up all year long. Yeah, but they're all bright colors, so they they do look like Christmas lights, but I'm good with it. Yes, you are. Bring on the happy holidays all year long. (laughs) But what we're really going to talk about today is a book that I'm reading that I find very fascinating, and I haven't told Kelly about it. Um, So I figure I'm going to tell her about it. At the same time, I'm going to tell all of you, our listeners, about it. And it might be something you want to delve into, read yourself, consider kind of toy around with. So the book is called Psycho Cybernetics, which I know the title alone just probably makes yeah, like bless you. Yeah, just bless <laughs> you. Like there's something wrong with you. Why would you be like, ooh, this sounds like a good book to read? Mine would be like, um, I don't know. I was going to say something probably inappropriate. I'll just shut up now. <laughs> um, well, I will tell you, I wouldn't have like seen this title on a shelf and been like, that sounds intriguing. Um, it was recommended. And so hold on. Can I guess that you were listening to a podcast and that's where you heard it? Can I guess that? Maybe. Oh my gosh. All right. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. 
So the book is actually all about uh, positive self-image, which I think is a really great thing. But what fascinated me about this book and which I was like, oh, I do want to read this, is that it was actually written back in 1960 before either of us were even born. Um, And it was written by a doctor. He actually was like a, a plastic a uh, surgeon, a cosmetic surgeon, but not, it's so funny, Kelly. Cause that sounds weird. Book, right. Doesn't it? But this is funny. So his job as a cosmetic surgeon was to fix like people who were, um, uh, disformed, right. Oh, like okay. maybe yeah, yeah. An accident yeah. or born with something that, you know, was yeah. Like uh, a cleft lip or something yes. like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so he talks in the book about quacks. He calls them quacks, that there are these doctors coming out in the 1960s that want to do cosmetic surgery on people who are perfectly fine. <laughs> they just want a smaller nose, but there's nothing wrong with their nose. And these quacks are out there to make money on cosmetic surgery. And I mean, I, it's like, that's funny. Like, right. This was, yeah, that's such a big business nowadays. Like, yeah. yeah. And 60 years ago, he saw it starting to happen and he thought it was a terrible thing to do to people. (laughs) But what was really interesting um, is that he realized, so he would do his surgery, right? So for instance, there was a patient who came in um, and he'd been in an accident or something. He had a scar down his cheek and he was really self-conscious of it. And he's like, nobody's going to want to date me, let alone marry me. Um, I'm very self-conscious of this. And, you know, can we get this repaired? And so sure enough, he did and he fixed it. And the guy was super happy. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, like he met somebody and he's like, yeah, that was all I needed was that, you know, surgical repair. Um, he meets this other guy who also had a similar scar on his face, but he had gotten it from a saber, like from a sword, like he was a, um, oh, what are those fencing, right? You know, fencing, where they do that. Well, he had gotten a similar scar. And at the point, Dr. Maltz was like, you know, is that something you want to have repaired? And he's like, what? No, I'm proud of this. I got (laughs) this when I was fencing. Like, this is it badge of honor it's like it's like the gang people who you know get like bullet shots or stab wounds and they're like yeah yeah they're proud of it right (laughs) and and he this guy was like no that's what attracts people like they want to know about that and so here you have these two people who had similar scars one who was like can you fix it my life is terrible without this fix and the other guy who's like don't touch it Like I'm, you know, and so Dr. Maltz like started to like toy with this. He was kind of curious about it. Like it's interesting the way we act seems to be based on the image we have of ourselves, but not necessarily our actual image that other people see. It's how we see it, our self image. So he was one of the first doctors out there that was really looking at what's creating the images that we have of ourselves. He had also done some plastic surgeon on, she was some form of royalty and um, she had like a huge bump on her nose and he fixed it for her and nothing changed for her. She still was just very, um, she just had a very low self-esteem about herself. She's like, well, no, I can still see it. 
like I know it, you took it away, but in my eye, like it's there. People see it. They look at me funny and she never got past the, the surgery. And I think it is a big deal because there are so many people today who, you know, maybe they're getting older. So they want to go get some plastic surgery done because they want to feel younger. They right. get the plastic surgery done and maybe it's a botch job or maybe they look at it and they're like, oh, I regret this. I don't look the way I thought it would make me look. And But don't you think there's more people though that, I mean, from what I've seen and heard, like once you get your boobs done and, you know, like I've got, you know, 55 year old saggy boobs now. And there have been times that I've like, you know, if you just pop these, I don't want them bigger, but just move them up. So they're not hanging down by my thighs anymore. Like that would be nice. (laughs) But once you do that, then you're like, oh, but wait now look at my arms that like, I've got that saggy flab on the inside of my arms that keeps waving. And now I want that done. And then, oh, that looked good. Okay. Well, maybe my neck does need to get like, you start getting on that. And I don't want to say it's an addiction because I don't think that's the appropriate word, but people then crave more and more. What else can you make look better on me? I think that I would see more than people regretful. Absolutely. It can go both ways. I think that some people are super happy for it, but others put all of their weight on that will change my life for the better. And when it doesn't, they're disappointed. And so the whole concept of psycho cybernetics, so cybernetics, meaning like an automated system, like the example was like a thermostat in a room. So like you're in a room right now when it drops or rises, most likely it's summertime to a certain degree, an automated system is going to kick in and it's going to say, Oh, this is too high a temperature. We need to bring this temperature down. And then that's how cybernetics works. So psycho cybernetics is creating um, an automated system in our brain that helps us um, have a better image of ourselves. And, and that's basically like what the book is about. That's kind of interesting. I'm so glad you see that. I probably wouldn't read it, but I like talking about it with you. Well, that's why you have me. That's why you have me. So I'm going to give you some, some ideas, all of our listeners, some ideas. If you're all listening and going, I would like to feel like my self-image was better, stronger. Um, you know, here's the thing. And, and there's somebody that I love in my life um, who I see a, a very low self-image in. And I know it's because of how she was raised. Um, in fact, she'll use terminology like she'll call herself a monster child, she'll say like, I was a monster child to which I'm very quick to say, like, you think you were, or were you called that? And she said, I was called that. So I, that's what I was. Thank you. Thank you, parents. Thank you. People who like, yeah. Wow. That's horrible. Right. And, and it's something we need to be so aware of in our own lives. Like is the image you have of yourself it could have been built by parents, siblings, grandparents, people who were really hard on you. It could be experiences. Like my first year of college, I went to UCSD. And in the first quarter, because it's a quarter quarterly school, um, I found myself on academic probation. Like I had been a really great high school student. I go to college and I'm on academic probation. 
Like there, if if, you're not even a partier, what the heck? And it wasn't because of partying. I was really overwhelmed with the load I was carrying and what I was doing. And I, yeah, but I luckily at that point in my life had a strong enough self-image that I was like, well, this just isn't good. Like I need to fix this. I can fix this. But there are some people who would just quit college and just say college isn't for me. I'm just not a college person. And our self how many kids are doing that now? Like oh. they can't handle the pressure. They can't handle it. So they, they drop out. We have created that. We've enabled these, these college kids all their life and fixed all their problems. And now when you're dealing with any problems, personal school, whatever, you just, you tap out, you don't know how to deal with it. Yes. And it's heartbreaking to see because we have so much power in the minds that we've been given. Like it's the, it's our greatest, you know, gift on earth is, are these brains that we were given, um, you know, I believe by God, by our creator, you know, we were made in his image. He's the great creator and we are creators. We can visualize our success. We can visualize the self we want to be. We can visualize our future, Like we have this ability in our brains to create what it is we want. And this whole book is all about the importance of visualizations, those positive moments where you take time. So here are four things for all of our listeners to consider doing over the next month. Give yourself like 30 days and really take this seriously and see if there isn't something, if there's a problem you want to fix, if there's a goal you want to achieve. Well, for one, get the book. You totally should get the book. It's so much better than me just giving you this quick summary. But four things that you can start on right away is one, start to imagine what it is you want. The difference between imagination and reality is something that our brains can't really do. We know this is true. And we've talked about this before. There have been times where I've been in the house, Greg's been on a trip and I hear a noise. It's late at night and I'm sure somebody's trying to get into my house, right? Like it, it's ludicrous. <laughs> Everything's locked, right? Like that's not really happening, but my brain doesn't know that. In fact, my mind and imagination take me to this place where my body is like, my heart rate's going up. I can feel my heart pumping in my chest. I am wide awake. There's no way I'm going back to sleep. And yet there's nobody in my house, but my brain doesn't know that I was just imagining it. That's the power of our brains. So step number one is imagine the self image you really want or the goal you really want to achieve. Like see, I it keep imagining this tall, dark, handsome, rich, fun <laughs> person for Good. years. And it hasn't, it hasn't popped up yet. Well, maybe step two is the problem. Okay, bring it on. Meditate daily on this. Like Mm. sit in quiet space and go to that imagination. So one, you have to know what you want. You do. I do. You have to meditate, like be in thought, see it happening, visualize it in your brain. In all the details that you can, day after day after day. The third thing is don't try to live so consciously, allow your subconscious to have the power. Like, and, and you and I both have talked about this before, where when we actually aren't really thinking about things, say like you're taking a shower, all of a sudden you get this great idea. And it's like, 
that's the subconscious being allowed freedom. And that only comes when we relax into it. We don't stress about things. We don't worry that it's not going to happen. Just let your subconscious take over that. You don't have to worry about the how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. You've got a plan for it to happen. You can just let the subconscious have some space until you maybe get that idea. Like, you know what? I just remembered my friend, I don't know who, has a cousin named Ben. I should find out more about that. <laughs> that was a um, good comeback. Good job. <laughs> the last thing is just to believe that a positive outcome is possible because there are people out there that are just negative. They I'm don't never going to find a good guy. Nope. I'm going to be single forever. I can never lose weight. I can't yep. find a good job. Yep. I agree. Yep. This is, this is stupid. This is a waste of time. That sounds like a dumb book, right? Yeah. Like, okay, you get to choose those thoughts too, but those thoughts are not going to get you any closer to what people who have been studying this psychology for years are telling us. Um, and that yeah. a positive mindset really can change self-image. You really can set some major life goals. Um, it just takes some self-discipline. So anyway, I'll link like it. the book. I'll like link that. the book for sure. Yeah. And I will, I'll make a post of those four things to work on and we'll, let's all work on it for 30 days and see, you know, come back to this and we'll, we'll table this again and see what, what comes about. Cause I like this one. This is a good, good one. Good job, Mel. Well, thank you so much. Okay. On that note, we hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our world. We're excited about it. Um, I will post this. We will add the notes of Dr. Jenkins in our show notes as well. If you're interested and you want to purchase this book. Um, Otherwise, we will see you on the socials. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to connect with Mel or Kel, be sure to follow them on Instagram at the Mel and Kel Show, or you can find them on their website at themelandkelshow.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.